Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Happy Saturday. Hey. Welcome. Well, as you can see, today we have two very special guests, our very own Maya Dawson of Becoming Eva and her husband, Chris Dawson. You are in the hot seat. We also have a guest host today. Mr. Ryan Righteous of Track Stars, Ryan Moore, no. my husband. Um, he'll probably try to take over the show because he is a radio personality. Mm-hmm. But welcome to becoming. Thank Uber. you. I appreciate. It. Thank you for having me. So, just in case you guys don't know about this Dawsonville pair, I'm going to read their bio. Chris. And Maya Dawson met as friends and later married married in 2014. It was then that their family, affectionately known as Dawsonville, was born. As fellow Christian creatives, they are devoted to living as pure vessels empowered by the Holy Spirit to use their gifts and talents for God's glory. Woo, woo, woo. Amen. Together, they are called to break generational curses while impacting the arts and entertainment industry. In 2017, they co-founded Creative Air Incorporated, a creative consulting agency and production company. Since then, they've helped countless artists become bestsellers as well as numerous businesses and organizations generate revenue while building momentum around their brands. When Chris and Maya are not creatively collaborating, they enjoy movies, date nights, Mm. and working out together. So welcome, Dawsonville. How you guys doing? Good, good, good. So you guys know we always got to kick it off with what's trending. Our girl, Portia Love, congratulations Mm -hmm. on your engagement to Donatello. We are so excited for you, and we can't wait to have you back on the show so you can fill us in on all the details. We need that that love story, girl. We want to hear it. That's good. You remember when she was on our show, she said the DMs was dry. Yes. She said it was a desert. desert. <laughs> a lot has happened in that year or so since uh, we've had her on, so I can't wait to hear. Yes, you're gonna have to fill us in on all the details. And our next what's trending topic? Do you celebrate Valentine's Day? You guys know Valentine's Day is around the corner. Mm-hmm. So as singles or married, if you're in a relationship, do you celebrate Valentine's? Valentine's Day, and can you share with us how you all do that? You want to start? That's a that's a good question. I I will say I celebrated Valentine's Day as a single, and now that we're married, 
time. Mm. As a single, I was like, hey, it's a day of love still. I'm going to love myself. I'm going to get with my girls. We go out and about, you know. Uh, we used to uh-huh. do like um, dinner and a movie or Alvin Ailey was in town. We'd go see Alvin Ailey. So we had a good time. Five-day hotel room, all that. We would have a good time. And then now that we're married, I think we do celebrate still. It just looks dif- different each year, you know. I think mm-hmm. this year we're talking about doing a DIY Valentine's Day where we're going to cook and make things together and just really enjoy spending time with each other but mm. i'm all for love y'all whether you married or single love is love love yourself first and you know love the one you with um yeah i when i was single i don't think i went anywhere i probably had to work that night so yeah but um as a single no as a single um i would have um just going places by myself. I mean, there's been times where I went to the movies by myself and different things like that. So I enjoyed it. You know, I mean, enjoyed being um, single. And then when we got married, um, us, we, I mean, we've been like doing dinner and movie or going somewhere and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. You celebrate? Yeah, we celebrate. Mm-hmm. We celebrate. Um, it's uh changed since we had kids i'm sure yeah it's changed <laughs> um you know if we don't have a babysitter it's usually um find find our favorite meal yeah go out to a movie go out to dinner something like that yeah i remember we had a couple on a couple of years ago a couple of seasons ago and they were newlyweds actually and they were like we don't celebrate valentine's day every day is valentine's day i'd rather you know give her flowers randomly than having a holiday to do it so mm-hmm. i'm like okay you probably get more flowers that way anyway boo like do do you so you know yeah. i get that too where people say it can be a commercialized you know holiday yeah. yeah and but that's one thing to consistently acknowledge and recognize your spouse throughout the year versus some people need those reminders um yeah. so i think mm-hmm. valentine's is still important um, when I was a single person, I, I celebrated as well um, by myself and took myself out and got pedicure, manicure, yes. different things like that. Um, so I definitely think even if you're single, you should definitely celebrate love and celebrate yourself. Did you? Are you no. single? No. <laughs> Not my thing. I'm, I'm, a, I'm such a homebody like. If you give me a reason to stay home, I was gonna stay home. So Valentine's Day, I didn't have Valentine. I'm staying. Home. Yeah. Wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So let's kick it off with our how did how it all got started. So tell us, becoming Eva fans, how you both met. Um, we've known each other um, since like. We've known each other for like 20, 24 years. Yeah. 24? Yeah. When you said 20, I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah, we were friends for a couple of years and um, prior to us getting together and stuff. But we were like, we, we were going to the same church, so we knew each other. And um, just, you know, just, just was good friends, honestly. And then, um, we served in Destinations, which um, is a spoken word hip hop event that our church used to throw. Um, but we was in the same age group, so um, we went to a conference to, together when she was in college and different things of that nature. And then, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm leaving anything out. That's how 
how we met. I was literally thinking back, and I probably have a blackmail picture or two of you. We mm-hmm. met met for the first time at a leadership training school. So we yeah. went to a leadership training school together. I think you had just graduated. No, I didn't go to school. I mean, I, no, oh, high school. You had just graduated high school, right? Yeah. When we, went, when we met for LDS. Yeah, yeah. Before you went to full. Okay. Yeah, I went to college. I was in college at the time, so yeah, that was, and we literally it was us. We just became friends, you know. Yeah. But you went and did your thing. I went and did my thing, and then yeah. we reconnected. For summer camp, we were both camp counselors nice. at a summer camp, and um, yeah, I think that's to me officially like when you kind of became my friend officially because I was like, okay, yeah. he seems cool, like you know. Um, and now, yeah, then we were friends for several years before yeah. we even started dating. Wow, yeah. that's good. And you said on one of our. Um, becoming Eva episodes if I remember correctly you guys might have to correct me if I'm wrong we said it was a slow simmer you want to tell them why it was a slow (laughs) you got version and I got a version first of all y'all my husband already gave me a disclaimer when we were prepared for this show he was like you know I'm going to tell the truth about it I'm like a prank like yeah. what's the truth, babe? Yeah, right. Like what's wrong with the truth? <laughs> so that's why I was like, what what version are you gonna say? But yeah, it was a slow brew because literally we when I that summer camp situation was like 2022. I mean not 2022, 2002. Yeah. And we didn't start dating till 2009. So it was a very slow brew, and there was a reason for that. Yeah. If you would like to share. Well, I was dating somebody else oh, for a long period of time. Oh. Yeah. Maya's friend. Oh, he was he was he was dating a friend of mine. Yeah, he was dating her for a while. Yeah, um, not that entire seven years, but y'all dated for what about three years? Three to four years. And then and and we were friends throughout that time so much so that he would like ask me for advice. That I think I helped him plan a a dinner for her because that's all. I said you make me wanna came the truth. You want to lead the one I'm with. So the new relationship. I had pure motives because this was a friend. Like, yeah. my girl, you know. And I was, honestly, I really thought they were going to get married. I was like, you know, I was like, she's going to be the first one in our group to get married. It is what yeah. it is. And then they broke up. How long did you date? What, three years? Yeah, three and a half. And she told me, because we were actually on a road trip. She and I were on a road trip going to spend time with her family. She was like, yeah, me and Chris broke up. I was like, oh, yeah, what happened? And I literally just kind of left it at that. Um, but she actually had a dream. And I'm trying to remember when she told me this. May have been in that same conversation. She had a dream mm. that me and Chris mm. were going to get married. And it literally nothing clicked. Nothing. Mm. I was like, oh, okay, blah, 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 blah. You know, that's interesting. Just kind of <laughs> left. And so it was three years later after they broke yeah. up that he officially asked me out. If memory yeah. serves, wasn't this person more like a roommate? No, we weren't roommates. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. But we were really good friends. Okay. Yeah. yeah very. The yeah, same singing group and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> How's she feel now? We married, married, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. That she invited her to a wedding. One, she invited, she invited her to the wedding. Not everybody can go. <laughs> we were dating at the time. And she didn't give us one. Yeah, not everybody. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a very, yeah. 
very interesting story because I mean, yeah. even when we started dating, like um, she, I think when we started dating, she hadn't started dating her husband at her now husband, but they dated, started dating while we were dating, and they ended up getting married before us. But it was it was awkward. We had some interesting conversations for a moment, and even and you could share this, but I know. That even probably you had to work through some stuff to even. Oh yeah, yeah. Even get into conversations and you know because I didn't want to be that guy that had that reputation at our church and stuff. So like people that goes around. Yeah, they yeah. Uh (laughs) Not in a friends group, but just like reputation is just that person's name going like yo that person dated him that person that person because we have people at the church like that, but I just didn't want that so. For a couple of years, I just was like, okay, I'm not really dating nobody. I would go on dates with people, but it just wouldn't like, I was like, whatever. Um, but then um, we, when somebody was like, start talking about Maya, and I was like, nah, I'm good, man. I don't want to, because I knew that they were friends. So I was like, I, didn't, I just didn't want to. And then um, I think either Sean or we had people in our church that was talking, was like, listen, y'all, y'all adults, this is, this is something that's um this is a real situation and this isn't this isn't like you know that's been a couple years you know you 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 didn't just go around and that just happened so yeah man i think that's what up happening then uh we we talked we started talking i i did some some stuff that she probably could talk about that she didn't like um you know um i I was i really wasn't i i think sometimes um because rejection is a real thing for me. Um, I feel like I'm past that a little bit more, but I think um, back then it was just very rough. Like if I didn't know, I was like, I'm not gonna ask nobody because I just didn't want to get hurt. I didn't want to, because honestly me and Maya were really, really good friends and I really value that. And I knew my next relationship that I was gonna get into, um, I was like, I want want to be married to a friend. I didn't want to just, because the prior relationship to that wasn't we weren't we knew each other but we weren't friends and i knew i wanted a friendship with my wife um so i was like yo i don't want to do that so once we started talking um it was just like wow okay and and different things of that nature so yeah now you you're right we we were really good friends before we started dating i mean like still even after after the whole ex-girlfriend situation like we still we were because the singing group, which the, the saga continues, you know, yes, his ex-girlfriend was in the same singing group as me, but Chris was our sound engineer for the yeah. same singing group. So yeah. we were all traveling together, <laughs> yeah. going out of town, going places, yeah. doing things together. Like, it was real. And this was before we even started dating, but it yeah. was like, literally, we were all in that same circle. And yeah. Chris and I were really good friends, so I knew when, even when he did take the first step to ask me out, I was like hesitant, not hesitant about him, but hesitant because it was like, we have a lot of mutual friends and we're good friends. So if this could, if this goes south, like there's a lot at stake, you know, our friendship is at stake. You know, I didn't want our friends to feel like they had to choose sides. Yeah. Like it would be awkward for them. And it was just a lot, but yeah, but you did, you, you did um, have some moments beforehand. Yeah. We were <laughs> to yeah. Up to the asking out moment where I was like, this is dude for real. Like, what's going on? Yeah. But when he finally, when he finally asked, asked, and I was very clear, where I was like, 
because you know people will give you hints like yeah so-and-so is asking about you you know or what you think about so-and-so so i was like okay it is what it is but i was not you want to tell him about the plan you was on oh gosh the he's talking plan. about he's talking she dated about, these she dated a couple guys roommates so roommate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we started dating, right before we started dating, yeah. I literally, if y'all know me, I I didn't really date while I was single. Like while I was in college, I was like I kept dating goodbye, you know. And then after that, it was like full speed ahead with ministry. And so probably like the year or two before we started dating, yeah. you know, I was like, or and and God, I felt like gave me the release was like, you need to learn how to interact with guys. Cause I was either like, don't look at me, don't talk to me or, oh my God, are you my husband? Like it was one or the other. And so in that year or so before we started dating, God was like, I want you to, you know, get used to health, having healthy interactions with the opposite sex. And so mm. um, I started talking to a guy um, on New Year's Eve. Um, probably the New Year's Eve before we started dating. Mm-hmm. And we talked for a good three months. I was really feeling him and he I thought he was feeling me, but it was one of those things where it was like, okay, uh, you feeling me as a friend? So I got played, mm-hmm. long story short. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then my mother passed away. This was right mm-hmm. in that, because we started dating the year my mother passed away. And his roommate reached out and was like, I want to take you out. And I in my mind, I'm still like, oh, he want to take me out. But I think it was really one of those like, like bereavement take you out dinners, mm-hmm. you know, because it was not a, it, it didn't really turn into anything, but they just yeah. happened to be roommates. Yeah. Meanwhile, this one here is like observing the whole thing. And so oh, wow. again, we're good friends. Yeah. So he would email me like, hey, I'm thinking about asking so-and-so out, what do you think? Or, you know, how, how are you doing? Blah, 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 whatever. So he's seeing this whole situation and he emails me and says, Are you an exchange program? And I said, No, I said that to your face. Did you say this about that? Yeah. Exchange program. Oh, because yeah. I had dated, he saw me with these dudes back to back. So yeah. he was throwing shade, y'all. He was yeah. throwing shade. Yeah. He was he was paying real close attention, if yeah. you notice. And he wasn't asking, he wasn't asking me out. So uh Maya's gonna have a good time. But anyway, oh. anyways. When he did finally, I, and I was adamant where I was like, I'm not, people can throw hints all day long, but until he actually comes to me and actually asks me out, I'm not taking him seriously. Mm-hmm. And so it, it took a minute. It did take a minute. I mean, you was in positions at different places when I was do, I used to run sound and stuff and you yeah. be in the back and I'm like, why is she back there? Like, Giving you uh, an opportunity. Yeah, but, was, <laughs> but it was, but at the same time, it was just in like, you know, I, I didn't know, you know what I mean? Like, so I just, I just, I think, I think at the end of the day, it was Sean, um, Sean Grant, who does track stars with us. He was like, man, if you ask her, she's going to say yes. I was like, you sure? He's like, yeah. I said, okay. So I was like, okay, let me go ask her out. Um, first time we asked, um, and we, we probably get some other questions, but um, the first time was kind of whack. It was whack. Because I was like, I was like, so I was asking you all these deep questions. It was, it was. So I, all these deep questions, and she was like, well. She was like, well, Chris, what does that mean? I was like, nothing. And I just I walked away. What he's trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. I walked away. The game. The game. Are y'all doing the pattern here? But I wasn't playing games like, like, I just wasn't sure. Yeah, no, who knows? Like, I, I haven't talked to nobody in like three years. So. But he literally said, like, nothing talk, talk. And walked away. Yes. And, I, and left me hanging. <laughs> you need to do this in the So, long story, sto- long story short, 
it was a slow Again. simmer. But, but, no, but, she said. Yeah. So let's fast forward. Okay. Okay. So how long did you all date before you got married? And what made you take the step from dating to marriage? Mm-hmm. You want to take that? No, you can start off. We dated. We dated for about three. No. It was on us. Like 2010. Especially trying to hold it together, huh? We started dating in the fall of 2009. Yeah. Right after your birthday. Yeah. Right around your birthday, because I had to ward some people off at your birthday event. Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh. Wow. All that to say, it was right around his birthday. I remember <laughs> that. Started dating. I know that situation. And we kept it, but it was under again because it was a lot online. We were good friends. We had mutual friends. Nobody really knew that yeah. we were dating. We went, we became official on Valentine's Day the following year, mm-hmm. and then we dated for another two, three years. Honestly, so yeah. about three and a half years before you proposed. Yeah. But you have to answer the question about when you knew. I, well, I'll answer. I knew it was serious, honestly, when he actually asked me out for the first time because I remember telling a good friend of mine who's actually our maid of honor, friend to the show. Sharita Hope Dems. Um, mm-hmm. I remember telling her, I said, Chris asked me out. And I said, and just like God, I he's gonna end up being my husband. I said, God got a sense of humor. This man gonna end up being my husband because yeah. you know, you looking for the the person, you know, who comes in on a white knight in shining armor on a white horse, the guy you lock eyes with from across the room. And here it is, Chris. I didn't know him for years. So we just been hanging out like that's your husband. So I remember telling her when he asked me out. I was going to end up marrying him, but for you, when when did you know officially? Um, I think I knew. I just it just took a long time to financially get a ring and all the stuff, and then at the same time losing a job, um, getting laid off for a couple of times, and trying that transition time, trying to find something different in a different career form, mm-hmm. career field, and then um, after that, it took so long that um. You know, Maya was like, I can't do this no more, Chris. I'm throwing up producers. And then she broke up with me. And I was just like, yo, forget that. I'm a, it's a wrap, yo. I ain't never seen that girl again. Forget her. And then and I, was, I was like upset because I was like, I was honest. I think the thing I was mad about because I was honest. Like I was telling her because when I lost my job, I told her straight up. I was like, well, Maya, to be honest with you, um, I just, we can't do what we used to do because I really lost the job and I'm trying to do X, Y, Z. And I said, like, yeah, sure, sure. And then it just got frustrating and frustrating for her. And she's just like, I can't do this no more. And then um, I think that's the good part about having good friends because uh, I was supposed to, you know what this. Yeah. I was going to go to somebody's house for something. And then all of a sudden it turned into an intervention. And I'm sitting there like, this is an intervention. This is an intervention for you. And I was like, <laughs> what? Tell us about the intervention, please. I don't know nothing behind the scenes. What was the behind the scenes talk about that? So um, we knew our brother was hurting. Yeah. And we were let's devise a plan. Everybody, everybody pull out their bag of tricks or their expertise. At the time, I was a recruiter. So I was uh, on resume. And then um, Rick Sincere was on interview. So we basically were just like, let's help him overcome the stuck, the stuck place that he feels like he's in. And let's listen to him talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So he talked about, I want to get a job doing this and I want to do that. And we were all just like, OK, well, let's do that right now. So we came over to the house 
and we just did everything in one sitting, you know, helped apply the job, yeah. did the resume over and, um, you know, just continue to speak words of encouragement. I remember we were doing Bible study, scripture, prayer, everything. It's just like, you know, because um, he was at a place, right? He was at a place where he was like, you know, I want this, but if she's going to want this, how can I, how can I go after this? Like, what can I go after? How can I go after yeah. something that somebody doesn't want, you know? And um, yeah. we, we just there to reassure him that, you know, you know, she don't want you, we got you. We got you back, you know? we, we'll, we'll be wingman for a while if we need to be. So, so then after that, we got, um, we got back together and, you know, after that, I got a, another job and became like management at that job. And then, Boom, then we got married. God did his thing. Two yeah. two things stood out to me during that season. First of all, and I remember when we when we took our break, Ryan reached out and he was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You've really like become like a part of our circle, like a friend. And I was yeah. like, Oh, Ryan, because I didn't yeah. know you before Chris and I started right. dating. So I was like, Oh, so that really stuck out to me. But then also we, we were only apart for maybe like two couple, weeks. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a couple short. weeks. Yeah. But let me tell y'all, within those, because it was it was it was bad, y'all. It was when, when we when we when we took a break. Not only Kristen had a, a job, but I think your phone had gotten cut off. It was just a lot. And so literally, yeah. in a matter of yeah. weeks, by the time he reached back out and was like, "Hey, let's talk about it," he had a job. He had a new folder, but like. Literally, yeah. a lot of things shifted in that period of time. I don't recommend doing what I did. I intentionally, I prayed about it, and I was like, God, I was literally ready to like walk away from mm. the relationship. I was not trying to manipulate. I was not like, well, if this happens, then he'll, you know, propose mm. or he'll whatever get it together. I literally was like, God, I just need to remove myself from this situation, and I'm okay with losing the relationship if. That's what it turns out to be. But I mm -hmm. had walked through it. And you know, when we when we when we had that conversation, I was in tears. Like mm -hmm. I was really like heartbroken over it. But I didn't know what else to do at that point. I felt like I had done all yeah. that I could do to help during that time. And I was like, it just keeps getting worse and worse. And I, I don't know, God. So yeah. So before we move on to the, I'm going to let Ryan do the next mm -hmm. segment on how how's it going. I have one more question to ask you guys. So can you tell us a little bit about what you what steps you all took to prepare for marriage after you all got engaged? Like what were some steps that you guys did before and I guess after the engagement? Um, we went through premarital. Um and I think because Maya was did we miss the actual class? Honestly, I at think the church? I, I don't Maybe. I know we had an actual class at our church, but we did private um, yeah. counseling a couple of reasons because I was a, in, in leadership at my church. And so it was like, OK, well, we didn't necessarily want to expose. I think that was kind of added to our situation, too, just because I was in an extremely visible role at my church. And so in a lot of cases, even when some when we got engaged some people were like, I didn't know y'all were dating because I just didn't know how to like navigate being in a relationship with somebody but you're like in front of people at the same time without being a stumbling block if that sounds mm -hmm. super spiritual i know but at the same time yeah it was i think that added to it but we ended up doing private premarital counseling yeah yeah we did that for what six months 
Yeah. And then we had a lot of couples too that really came alongside us and just, you know, walked us through even leading up to the engagement. You know, we had one couple in particular, they were like really in our corner, just trying to help us work through stuff. You know, even while we were dating, you know, we had challenges. We, you know, they were there, a yeah. real great source of support. So we had accountability and we did premarital. Yeah. I'm trying to think, was there anything else that we uh, to it or, No, uh, it was this premarital. And then once we got closer and closer to the date, we started had to go one-on-one with our pastor and first lady at the time. And then after that, you know, so when we, our date, our marriage date was yeah. there, yeah. So. One-on-one with the pastor. Yeah, that yeah. was. That was interesting too. It, I mean, they still are, and this, they're in a completely different season of their yeah. lives right now. But I still consider them my spiritual parents, just mm-hmm. because, again, I was in a, a very prominent role at our, in my at our previous church and supported them, both of them, and so and they supported me quite honestly. They were there yep. when I lost both of my parents because mm. I lost my mom again right before we started dating, and then we both lost our fathers yeah. while we were dating, yeah. and so they were really. Mm. Um, you know, they really stepped in in a lot of ways. And so we did, we did, we, after we ended premarital, we did go out with them because they officiated our wedding. Of course, they knew we were dating and everything, but it was like, kind of like the, the bow, if you will, yeah. on top of everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's great. So um, how did things change when you first got married? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that whole... What's 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 mine is yours and what's yours is mine. Mm-hmm. Like that really became real, like yeah. real, real. You know, like our we we um joined accounts, account, um and and merged budgets and funds and all of that, and really had to work through a lot of things in our first year of marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember you telling me <laughs> when we were dating. And I still had on them rose colored glasses. I was in love. He's like, baby, I got some debt. And I said, all right, baby, it's all right. I got some debt too. We're going to work it out. <laughs> but when I tell you, when we got married, that debt became real. Oh, it yeah. became my debt. Yeah. And we had to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> we had to figure it out. Yeah. So, like, really, that was yours is mine and mine is yours. Like, that became real. And life. Honestly, life hit. We yeah. our first year of marriage, year and a half of marriage was very, very um, we had a lot of transition. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of transition during that time. Yep. I um ended my role in full-time ministry. I've been serving in full-time ministry 10 years. And I ended my role about six months after we got married, mm-hmm. maybe nine months after we got married. Yep. And so we were figuring out income and, you know, how we were going to navigate that. And then shortly thereafter, another nine months later, I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And so we literally went through a lot in a short yeah. amount of time. But I think that's why I always tell people, like, marriage is, you, you can't plan for marriage. Yeah. Like you, you can try to, but you, you really can't. You can read all the books you can. And I'm sure it's probably the same with children. It's like you can read the books and you can do all that, but stuff may change. And like there's there's fires, and I think the re- the re- the reality of it is once those once you get um it it will it will test you like it test it will test you going through those things. And I think if if you're really about 
the marriage and really about loving the person that you did those vows to, then, you know, you're, you're going to stick around and, you, and you're going to do what, you know, what the, what the vows were, you know? I know. And I think sometimes, man, it's just was like, and I tell people, I'm like, man, it's marriage is good when you find the right person, because if you don't have the right person um, or you're about to get married, you don't know you're the right person. Stuff can go left. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like the status symbol and all that other stuff, you know, God could, could give you job moments in your marriage and stuff be going on. I'm talking about like death on a person, but like a sickness or, you know, financial troubles or you know, house stuff or car problems, you know, yeah. stuff that you like, oh man, I didn't know this was going to happen. And then it's, it really tests your relationship because it's like, man, like, you know, we went to, when she first um, got, um, started doing chemo and stuff, and we would go up there um, to the hospital and, and the, um, the nurse was like, yeah, you, you a good man. I was like, well, I'm a good man. She's like, yeah, we just had somebody here who, um, um, they were married, and the husband was like, I didn't sign up for this, and she got divorced while she was going through chemo, like, stuff like that, like, so I, I'm like, man, it, it's, it's tough, you know what I mean, and I think, I think that the beautiful thing of it, though, is when you go through those things and come out of them, it's, a, it's amazing, you know what I mean, it's an amazing thing, so, but I would say that to anybody that's about to get married, get married, like, you don't know what's going to happen, yeah. so, you know, just prepare, like, just try your best to prepare and have your faith in the Lord, like, God, like, you, we, we both in there with you, you know what I mean, so, wherever you take us, we just, we're gonna ride with you, but you can't plan for stuff, stuff right. just gonna happen, you know what I mean, and I think people think the, they think I can plan for this, and all this, and all this, and then, like, things could change in a matter of a year, too, like, we, like she said, like, in a matter of a year and a half, we, um, at a doctor's office or we at doing chemo and you know what I mean? And, you know, she, uh, thank God her hair came back. She lost all her hair and you know what I mean? And she had to go through some traumatic stuff that I had to be, I was her caregiver and I'm the caregiver for nobody. And I was just like, wow, you know what I mean? But I was new, I was her husband and I'm like, we're going to do what we have to do. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So thank God for him and I, I um I always tell people that like he grew six inches in my eyes during that space and time because he just was such a rock. He was unwavering um during that season. And I mean I was a wreck. You knew that from the from the yeah. day yeah. I was diagnosed. I was like, what is happening? And literally after having lost both of my parents, all I could think of was, oh, okay, well, I just must be next. I guess I'm just getting snuffed mm. out. My lineage is getting snuffed out one by one. And mm. he was a rock. He was like, no, this is not how this story is going to end. And he was just there every step of the way to the point where I was like, are you okay? Do you have support? Because he just was unshakable during that time, like unwavering. And I remember during rewinding back to our, our breakup, and I was talking to the couple that um, one of the couples that I mentioned that kind of helped us um, um, hold us accountable and helped us through that season of, you know, preparing to be engaged. And I remember talking with that couple and we were talking about Chris. Um, they knew that I had, had broke things off and I heard the husband saying, Chris is a diamond. And I said, I know Chris is a diamond. But like he is straight up a diamond in the rough right now. Like we in the rough of, it, you know. But I knew you were a diamond then. I did not realize how much so until we went through that season with my health. Because only it's only diamonds 
that shine under pressure like that. And, and, and that's exactly what he did. Like he rose to the occasion where most men would like run for the hills or shut down emotionally or whatever. Like, I mean, he just led the way and he held it down financially. Mm. He held it down spiritually. He held it down. And I'm just so grateful because um, you don't really see what a person is made of outside of situations like that, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I just, I was just so grateful that I chose based on, um, you know, you know, someone's relationship with Christ and have a Christ-like character instead of, okay, how much money they make, what kind of car they drive, all of that's going to come, yeah. yeah. may go, come back, whatever. But I'm so glad that I chose based on the eternal instead of the temporal, because that is what I needed. And I didn't even realize it at that time, how much I would so soon. Yeah. Mm, that's, that's beautiful. That's good. Um, what's one thing that the two of you enjoy most about marriage? Um, I would say just like being married to your friend, like mm -hmm. being married, having a friendship at the borderline. I mean, our relationship with Jesus is there, but I think the extra foundation is our friendship and really coming to Maya and really having those those conversations, tough ones, good ones, just anything we could have a conversation about. And, you know, um, I think that's the fun part. And, and I think... And I think the thing is, it's just like um, Maya is a, a fun person, is a funny person, and we joke and laugh, and we just have fun in our marriage. It's not like extreme serious. It's like, you know, I'm silly. She she go back and forth, say stuff. We just laugh at each other, you know. So that's pretty much what we have fun and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate the friendship piece as well um you know just just the silly, silly things that we have in common as far as like you know it could be a show we grew up on or a song that comes on where it's like oh you i like listening to that song too or whatever you know or the fact that we debate about stuff mm -hmm. like at the end of the day you know i love music but he's a dj so like we have deep conversation about songs you know not just oh i like this song it's like no what'd you think about that flow or you know you know so-and-so wrote that song no i didn't know so-and-so wrote that song they produced it too like we have great conversation dialogue and then i love the fact too that our purpose um for our union is evident like when we come together to create um when we come mm -hmm. together when we're right when we write together mm -hmm. it's like it's so beautiful to me because i feel like um i'm able to clearly see how his strengths complement my weaknesses and my weaknesses complement his strengths and back and forth. Yeah. You know, even with creative air, like we just have different strengths and weaknesses. So I love um, seeing how they complement one another and how God uses them not only um, to help fulfill our purpose, but to help other people, those that are around us. So, yeah. 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 Shout out to creative air mm -hmm. in case you guys missed it. Make sure you check check out their brand creative air yes 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 um so another question comes to mind what's one what's one piece of advice that you would give to singles that are desiring to get married and then also singles that are dating to get married i feel like we i feel like we touched on it some but i just want to reiterate like we want to marry someone that knows the Lord, number mm. one. Amen. That Amen. can get Amen. a prayer through. 
and not because they're trying to impress you, not because they're trying to, you know, look good in front of people around them or take you out on a date or, or get you. But like literally they have a relationship with God with or without you. And it's solid, you know, uh, it's personal. Uh, and then the fact that they have the character of Christ. When I say the character of Christ, they have integrity. They mm-hmm. say what they mean. They mean what they say. They do what they say they're going to do. You know, they're humble. You know, they, they, they are, um, they're humble. They're, they're mistakes. To, yeah. You know, they, they may apologize if they make mistakes or whatever, you know, but um, don't mistake humility or meekness for weakness. You know, I think oftentimes we're like, you know, we as women kind of tend to gravitate towards the bad boys or the alpha males and, and, and all of that's great. But if you don't have Christ at the core, if you don't have Christ at the center of who you are, then it's not it's not worth committing to because life is going to throw you all kinds of curveballs and you just want to make sure that you are in it with somebody that, you know, that knows the Lord and that can withstand and can cover you and help, you know, keep you during those times. So um, I would say for men out there, um, I think the thing is this, like um, for the quote unquote good guys out there, like. Um, I saw somebody say this recently. They was like, well, the, just the good guys just don't want the good girls. They don't want the women with some substance. They want the opposite. And then vice versa, like you just said. And I think um, I think my advice would be like, <clears throat> you want, you, of course, men are attract visual guys. Guys are visual. So, of course, they want somebody attractive. But um, you're going to have to look past that because things change once life happens with somebody, you know I mean? People may, you know, your wife may get weight, she may get pregnant, all that other stuff. So she may not look the same as you first met her. So you have to be past the superficial. So I would say that to any guys searching for a wife. Look past the superficial. Is she a helpmate? Does she have, um, is she willing to submit to you? I know that's a, like, you know, a crazy word to say right now in this culture, but at the same time, if a woman is willing to submit to you, that means she's looking for you to lead her and she's looking for your relationship with God when she going back into your relationship with God. Not saying that your relationship with God would be perfect, but at the same time, it's you're striving to be more like Jesus. You're 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 um, waiting for Him to continue to sanctify you um, in your walk, so that when you talk to Him and um, He 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 speaks back to you, or you read your Word and give you confirmation, you're the leader. Um, but then also, I just say, I would just say, just stop looking for the superficial stuff. Stop looking for the, what, the, what the culture says what a woman is. You know what I mean? You should go into the Word of God and say, like, okay, you know, Proverbs 31, a woman of God, you know, stories in the Bible, different women in the Bible that had character. That's what we want. I think that's the thing we said today about for men and women, character. That's what you, you want a, a woman of character, a woman of virtue, a woman that can pray you through. You know what I mean? A woman when you, you know, one thing I love about um, our home is, is Maya sets the atmosphere of peace. Like she sets our home up to have peace. She doesn't nag me. She doesn't, you know, you know, we get in discussions or get in arguments here and there, but overall it's a peaceful house. You know what I mean? I come home to peace or, you know, we, we talk about our day, we conversate, we do those things. And, you know, I just think for men out there just shift. And I think it's hard because you, you want what the quote unquote, the culture said and add a little Jesus on it. You know what I mean? You want the Instagram model, but she can be saved. And not saying that can't happen, but at the same time, there's wonderful women in your church that you're overlooking because 
we're looking from the culture eyes instead of the eyes of Christ. Good. So before we do our little game, do you guys have any books or recommendations that you would like to share as it relates to dating, marriage, being mm. single, any any books? I would definitely say five love languages. And then there's mm. also um, the languages of apology. <laughs> and, then, and you might want to look at that one too. Uh, that, that becomes especially important once you're married. Love languages is I haven't read that one. <laughs> but the languages of apology, that's real. Because people, you you discover that people um, require different things when it comes to apology. Like some just want you to admit you're wrong. Some want actual restitution. Like they want you to like actually make it right, you know, and not just be like, I'm sorry and move on, you know. But um, the language of apology is huge because, and, and I, I thank God, well, I think honestly, Chris is, is quicker to apologize than I am. The Lord, the Holy Spirit is working on me. I feel like hopefully I've gotten better over the years, but Chris has always been quick to apologize, but um, we try to exercise that consistently in our household. So I would definitely say that both of those books are by Gary Chapman. Um, His and Her Money is a great podcast um, that actually I just started listening to. We're on a, a debt-free journey now. And so that has been a blessing. Um trying to think is there anything else anything you would recommend um I, i'll say this um there's some some books out there i would say for a man um purpose-driven life what's well, one of the good books uh, and the reason i say that is because you can kind of once you figure out what god's called you to do in this life and what your kind of ultimate purpose is to serve him but once you figure out your calling that could decipher a lot of women and you're you go like okay that's not she doesn't what god is calling me to do and then also i would say wow that hard it was a good book. Um, it's one of those books where it like challenged men to step up and stuff like that. But I think the most important thing for me, um, I would say get godly counsel, godly friends, men that will keep you accountable, um, men that will be like, you know, call you on your stuff. You know, I mean, I have friends that still have friends that call me on my stuff when I was in that pit at the time. You know what I mean? So I think that's to me, that's even more important than books because you could read stuff, but when you're in, when you're done now, you don't know what's going on. You're in a relationship, stuff may be failing. You need God quality men in your life to pour into you and really talk to you about different things and, and really just like, you know, to share your heart with, you know what I mean? But I think that's what, to me, in this time, they, you need godly men, not, not men that you know is going to let you slide if you're doing foul stuff, but men that could be like, nah, bro, that's not right. You need to check with the Lord about that or you need to try this or do this you know what i mean because i think i think that's what like as the men i could think about in my life that i can call right now they will ask those tough questions and i think that's what men need is like those tough tough questions you know what i mean sure i would also say um our, uh, get into a, a great small group a bible-based small group local church you know if there's a bible study or something you're going through but having um like-minded couples around you, especially in this day and age, it's so important because you know them streets is wild. They're crazy. They're telling yeah. you do this or do that or try this or try that. You know, or this is okay to bring into the bedroom or that's okay to bring into your marriage. And you just want to make sure you have like-minded people around you, like-minded couples, Christ-centered couples around you that you can support one another and hold one another accountable. Yep. Yes. 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 That's awesome. 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 All right. 
So we're going to play a game. It's called Who's Who. Uh, Ryan and I will read some questions. We're going to alternate reading questions. And you guys mm -hmm. are going to point to the person um, who it applies to. All right. So the first question. Who said, I love you first? I said, I love you. So, those of you listening, you saying, I don't why you say it with me? I think we both said it at the same time. Not at the same time, same but time. those of you guys yeah. listening, um, we have an argument. <laughs> um, I'll submit and said I did. Yeah. I just can't remember. No, I'm not. I just can't remember who said it first because I remember asking you when I when we officially made, you know, our, I'm sorry, our couple as a relationship. That you know, our feelings and stuff like that, but I may have been hopelessly romantic. So, Aww, so it was Chris. How sweet. <laughs> I'm sure, it was you. Okay, so next question uh, Who's most likely to fall asleep during the movie, uh, watching the movie first? I am. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Chris. Who's the most adventurous one? That's her. Oh. That was quick. Everybody yeah. Maya. Yeah. Who's the best driver? I would say me. I'm gonna say him too, actually. Yeah. Chris is the best yeah. driver. Yeah. So you tell him why? No, oh. I was gonna say you've gotten into more accidents. Uh oh. <laughs> but but I, I do have a heavy foot. I just I just I'll I'll ask <laughs> Yeah, I had to, I got pulled over. I was jamming. I had the playlist going. I was getting it. <laughs> that car literally came from across the and it was like, Whoa. I was like, oh, Aww. get my identification ready. But no, Chris is a better driver, but you have gotten into more accidents. Well, I think, well, total two of our cars. I want you to know that, right? No, yeah. no, I, I was I think, it the same car twice. Yeah, it was, but yeah. I think, I think, I think at that same time, your the car was so old that. And no, not like yeah. that, but the car was old. The car was paid for you. Yeah, it was. But, but what I'm saying is. The car was an older car, so if you like just messed it up a little yeah. bit, it wasn't like really damaged. It really wasn't, and it wasn't my fault. I would say the second time I we was coming from a studio, mm -hmm. and this car literally, this big pickup truck literally reversed and jumped the curb, jumped the um the hood of the car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think we know the answer to this next one. <laughs> Who apologizes first? I do. <laughs> Chris, okay. Who's the saver? All right. Chris is the saver. I'm on the saver. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Who does most of the cooking? That's... It's Maya, for those of uh, you listening. Maya Lansky. Who is the spender? Maya Lansky. Yeah. Me, 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 me. Whoa. Whoa. No, no shame in her game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, all right, y'all. We are the hot seat. Y'all got some more questions? No, that oh, was okay. good. Yeah. Oh, thank you for playing. That was great. Um, don't forget to grab your yes. merch from the website. Get your water bottles, your mugs, yes. jackets, totes, all kinds of cute things on the website at Eva Today. Uh, join us next time as we continue our love series. Yeah. So stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Facebook. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Becoming Eva Today. See you guys soon. Bye.
Bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>